Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Alex, is there something you want to say to the people? Yeah. Um, hey, people. Um, we're adding a, a segment um, to the beginning of the podcast, and it is the, uh, the apology segment where I have reflected on the previous episode and I think it's time I uh, make some amends. So first and foremost, I think we have to talk about the RBG segment. Uh, went a little off the rails. Um, I recognize it. this might be a little too soon. I think if anything, I should have waited a little bit. Threw out a lot of accusations that are unsubstantiated. And I apologize if I hurt you or offended you. I didn't mean to go after a legend. Oh, I mean, I did, but I didn't mean for you guys to be so pissed that I felt bad. Um, secondly, Craig brought to my attention that I might have gone a little too hard in the paint when it came to skin wallets. Uh, I thought it was a good idea at the time. And... I'm starting to think that uh, it might have been a little inappropriate. Do you still think it's a good idea? I don't think it's the worst idea I've ever had. Um, well, that bar is pretty high. So yeah. um, I think I should have gave a disclaimer or perhaps like a, a warning of, hey, was gonna I'm be about super to say gross. some crazy things, you know because skin wallets um i think the comedy's there but yeah i I definitely think it's worth mentioning that i recognize it was a little wild and i'll try to contain myself i am sorry well alex as the speaker of the people we do not forgive you come on what do you (laughs) expect no you must work for it all right I'll make it up to you in this episode. I promise to dial it back a little bit, be a little bit more family friendly, a little more reasonable. I'm a man of the people. Don't um, listen to him. He's going to double down. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Do you want to talk about a movie? Sure, man. Uh, what movie were we supposed to watch this week? Um, we watched Enola Holmes with Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill. The newly released movie on Netflix. Since that's the only way to get movies. Right. Do. Oh, if you don't want to listen to this portion of the podcast, the movie portion, uh, feel free to skip ahead um, to our other segments. That would be right about. Time code 35 minutes, 55 seconds. Um, so for those of you who don't know much about this movie, like I didn't, uh, when Enola Holmes uh, which is Sherlock's teen sister, uh, Sherlock Holmes, that is, uh, discovers her mother is missing. She sets off to find her, becoming a super sleuth or detective in her own right, in her own right. And she outwits her famous brother, unravels a conspiracy while all trying to find her mother. That's the general gist. Uh, you've probably seen promos because Millie Bobby Brown plays Enola Holmes and Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes. There's also Sam Claffin in this, Helen Bonham Carter, big fan. Um, some other people in here as well. Some of them 
uh, Harry Potter cast. But what did you think, Craig? Because I'm, ex- I'm so excited to tell you what I think. So I thought it was a very pleasant movie. I think that pretty much sums up everything that I have to say about it. You know, it's not barrier breaking. It's not earth shattering. But I had a pleasant time watching it. I think the characters were neat. I thought the tone was was nice. I liked the tone of the movie. It was pretty. I think it was just a beat by beat decent experience, fun experience. Greg, I hated this movie. I had a feeling. I, I had hated this movie so much. I had a so feeling. much. There were specific times in this movie where I had to stop myself from projectile vomiting. There was a part I really thought about. Macy t- looked at me and she goes, you don't look like you're enjoying this. Do you want to just skip ahead a couple of spots? I'm like, can I just stop watching this movie? And I'm like, no, I have to listen to it. And I have to, I have to pay attention because my audience put in the time and watched this movie. But golly, Maury, did I suffer. This movie sucks. I hated it. Hated it. And I want, first of all, I went in not liking it. I'm not a fan of Millie Bobby Brown. Can't tell you why I haven't seen a single movie she's in, but I don't like her. Something about it rubs me the wrong way. And I went into this movie and like, you know what? It's a popular movie. Everyone's going to want to see it. And I'm going to see it regardless of her. But dude, it was painful. It so was painful. I go into Netflix original movies with a very low bar. Mm-hmm. I last year I did a study, a little case study where I compared like 30 different Netflix movies. I spent a whole month binge watching Netflix movies and like compared them and like kind of figured what was similar between all of them. And what I learned is that Netflix original movies more often than not are very bad just in general. Netflix makes bad movies. <laughs> right. So with that expectation in mind, I'm like, okay, this has a high star power cast. Netflix is advertising it a lot. There has to be at least a little bit of something to hold on to. So I went in with very low expectations because I don't like Netflix movies. But mm-hmm. this one was enjoyable enough to watch through i'm gonna say most people will agree with you and that i'm the minority but i'm a vocal minority um first off she's just hermione granger hey brits you can play more than three characters also i didn't know all these actors weren't american they play american so well i literally wrote down wow these guys accent is ridiculous yeah it's flawless um how did you not know that these people were British? Okay, let me tell you why. Henry Cavill was Superman. Yeah, he's British. He's from Kansas. I'm like, oh, this guy. Here's what I, I should have realized is the British are super pretentious and they'll never cast an American as a Brit <laughs> because it goes wrong every single time. But Brits can play Americans super well. So I should have known that it was it was possible. But I was listening. I'm like, wow, you can't hear Millie's accent at all you can't hear henry's accent at all you can't hear sam's i knew everyone else was british i knew helena uh bonham carter was i knew she was british but those the main three i'm like 
yo, their accent is flawless. I was super impressed. And right now I'm like, oh, they're all from the UK. Yeah. I'm surprised you of all people did not know that going in. I should have done my research, but I'm like, wow, I was impressed, dude. Straight up impressed. So there are some overall quirks that I liked about this movie. Oh, Uh, I can't wait. Hit me one by one and I'll tell you whether or not I hate those quirks because I bet you I do. I thought the intro was very charming. I hated it. So cheesy. The whole bike riding thing. Next. Um, I liked how Millie Bobby Brown addresses the camera. Oh I my. Thought Every time she was... spiked the lens, dude, she looks st- just straight into it. Sometimes she just like looks into it and then looks back. I'm like, what is this? Are we watching The Office right now? And half the time she's like directly addressing the audience. Like she's talking to you. Yeah, I think it's cool. I thought it was used just sparingly enough to where I still liked that gimmick. And like that, that fight scene that she's in the alleyway and she does like that little wink in the camera. I, I thought it, it was, I, I thought it was cool. It. I literally wrote in my notes. Did she just wink at me? I thought it was cool. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Hated it, dude. Hated it. She has one of those things where I think she's like running away from somebody. Well, I don't know what she's in the action. She just looks at the camera and she goes, well, do you have any ideas? And I'm like, I'm not your friend. I'm here reluctantly. Okay. You can tell me a story. I like narrators sometimes. We've we've listened to other, we've watched other movies where there's been narrators. We're used to it, right? Um, Devil all the time has a narrator. This, I'm like, you better play it smart. Okay. You don't talk to me directly. You can tell the story to an audience, but you can't be like, well, Hey, camera, while you're constantly spiking the lens and winking at us, you can't ask me for ideas. How dare you? Anything else you like, Craig? Um, Those were the two things that I wrote down for notes in terms of quirks that I liked. Okay, Craig, let me just go through a couple things with you. And you're going to tell me what you think. He's looking at his notes, smirking to himself because he knows what he's about to get himself into. From the top, we already talked about her, Hermione Granger. Helena Bottom Carter, amazing. I love her so much. I think she's the best actress in this movie. Best actor, period, in this movie. I think she killed it. I disagree, but we'll get to that in the spoiler section. Oh my gosh. All right, next. Um, What do you think about deductive reasoning in general? I think it's almost never done well in movies at all. Mm-hmm. So I just... When it happens, I just let the movie do its thing. I let the movie be a movie. Right. When that's I did write that note down where sometimes the deductive reasoning was just a little convenient. Like uh what it, I my specific notes is the colored pencils. So in the very beginning of the movie, uh Sherlock played by Henry, um we're on a first name basis. Uh he looks over to the painting or or canvas and goes, "Oh, these are colored pencils." They're worn low. She didn't pick up any more. So she was kidnapped. Um, most people who are kidnapped don't plan on it. So it's obvious she didn't go and pick up more. So she must have known she was leaving. And I'm like, oh, that's creative. That didn't annoy me. And then like the ash or charcoal or whatever on the bottom of the shoe. And then looked up the chimney. I'm like, okay, that's a little bit more convenient, but I can follow it. So as long as it's not like crazy stretches, I'm kind of okay with it. 
Yeah, the note that I wrote down was I didn't like the scene where they discover the fireworks. Yeah. I'm like, okay, hey, movie, you can do what you want. I'm not going to stop you. But this, this is what we're going with? Okay. What did you think about this, like, version of Sherlock in general? He seems pretty sociable and maybe a little quiet, but he's not, like, weird. He's not, like, socially awkward. He seems very kind and caring. Yeah. If I were to write a Sherlock Holmes story, this is probably how I would write him. Because I think recluse jerk Sherlock has been done too many times. Mm -hmm. So I think seeing a just generally more lighthearted Sherlock was, it was a little refreshing. He was very unimportant to the story. Every time he was on screen, I'm like, this feels like nothing. You feel like nothing. Which is crazy because he was the second build person for this movie. Like Sherlock's supposed to be a big deal and he's not in the movie more than 15 minutes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, My issue with it is it's like, I kind of, I don't know how to feel about it. So when I know there's a reoccurring character, say it's Batman, James Bond, it's been done. Sherlock's been done by Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, It's been done by Robert Downey Jr. It's been done many times. Um, same thing with Batman's been done by plenty of people and Bond, but there has to be like a running theme of this is pretty much how this guy acts, you know, this is pretty much how we do it. So when you branch off and you take liberties, I'm like, I mean, you're kind of just like keeping the smart guy and making him even cooler. Like the, there has to be a downside to him. And there really was no weaknesses. Granted, he wasn't a main character, so we didn't really get to go into his character too much. But, like, I didn't feel like he had any weaknesses. He was a super handsome dude who's extremely smart. He was famous. Um, Enola name drops him plenty of times throughout the movie so she can get things. And his name just comes up because everyone knows who Sherlock is. But I'm like, does this guy have any flaws? Is he just the perfect older brother to Enola? I mean, no. He ditches Enola, like, three times in the movie. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Okay, so I have some quick notes. You're going to say how you feel about it and we'll move on. I'll tell you how I think about it. Um, the motor car that they're using to get around. What'd you think? I didn't have any thoughts about it. I thought it was dope. I just thought it was cool. I'm like, wow, I've never seen it before in a movie. Very cool. Uh, the whole dress as an undergarment scene. Like it comes out. Well, you're just out here in your undergarments and she's wearing a dress in that scene. When that scene was happening, I'm like, Oh, they're going to make a big deal out of this. Like, I could tell right away that someone was going to be like, oh, this is, she's in her underwear right now. Yeah. I'm like, this is so stupid. But I I knew they would bring it up. Mm -hmm. On that same note, though, I know that Mycroft is, like, supposed to be Sherlock's opposite when it it comes to attitude, at least. mm -hmm. But I felt that he was unnecessarily stuffy in this movie i feel like he was just obnoxious to a fault right there was no way to even like consider liking him as a character from the second he got on screen yeah there's a lot of characters in this movie that were extremely one-dimensional very one-dimensional this movie might be rated pg-13 
I'd be comfortable taking my like eight, nine year old nieces to this. Yeah. Like it's, it's so easy. There's like not a whole lot of violence except for maybe the very end. Like it's very chill. There's fight scenes, but you don't see like blood a lot of the time. Like you're very one dimensional, very easy to watch, I guess. Um, Henry Cavill, Sam Claffin actually looking like brothers. Yeah. I'm like, wow, they nailed it casting wise. Didn't like his mustache. Was not a fan of the mustache. Didn't like the mustache. I kind of dug it. I'm like, you, something different, I guess. Um, The train. I felt that it was your quote unquote aesthetic. Yeah. Listen, I'm a fan of trains. They could have been on that train for much longer and I would have been a-okay with it. Yeah. Um, Something that annoyed me is when... Uh, I don't think this is spoiler territory. I'm trying to think if I have anything else. Well, let me say this about yeah. the train scene. Let me say this about the train scene. So in the train scene, we get introduced to a new character and he's <sighs> running away from somebody yes. and he leaves the carriage and you immediately see like how narrow the hallway is. And once you see that, I'm like, there's nowhere for this dude to go. Yeah. What's also, the, what's supposed 37 to happen? seconds later cuts across the screen comes yeah right back i thought in. that was funny i thought, I thought that, that was, was really cool funny. i thought that was cool do we want to head into spoilers i would love to okay so once again if you want to skip the spoiler section and you want to you know get to the comedy and whatnot we're going to give you the time code again right here time code 35 minutes 55 seconds okay here we go into spoiler town choo choo dude on the train when she goes do you trust me? And she's looking at the bridge. So we're all thinking, oh, she, they're going to jump into the water. I'm yeah. like, did you have to say, do you trust me? What are we watching? Aladdin? Do you trust me? Every movie, hey, do you trust me? Bro, just say what the plan is. And then they'll agree with the plan or not. She had plenty of time to lay out the plan. Be like, hey, here's what's going to happen. We're going to... if. If the train's going to keep going across the bridge, if we jump right before, he'll be stuck on the train and we can go. Does that sound like a good idea? She could have said that. The do you trust me? Stalling for two minutes and then like pushing, just like, I'm going to do it without telling you. So this is going to have a little trust exercise. I'm like, just tell him the plan, bro. Can you imagine? Hold on. Hold on. Can you imagine if the assailant that was chasing them did jump off on the other side of the bridge so they're just kind of like chasing each other a hundred yards apart yeah and he starts <laughs> running across the bridge i think so they're like we should start running but he's not like an immediate threat it's gonna take a second for him to get here yeah he gave up really quickly he's like i'm just i got stuff on the train yeah <laughs> just they're expecting me in london it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for me to overall I hated the boy. I hated the boy. I hated his guts. But also, this is I, what I a wrote. Lot of things, yeah, what'd you say? This is what I wrote. I do not like the boy. Movie was better without him. Mm-hmm. So we meet the boy. They go to London. And then they're separated for like 45 minutes. And then I'm like, hey, we kind of ditched that kid pretty quick. And you know what? I'm okay with it. The t- I kind of like how this is going without the boy. And then he comes right back, s- stops everything. Yeah. I, I, it got to the point where we were at the end of the movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, we haven't had this resolution yet for finding the mom. 
Yeah. Instead, we've been chasing this BS story, trying to figure out what's going on. Yo, also, if you're wondering why we're referring to him as the boy, it's because he has the worst name ever. Worst name ever. Suckleberry. Suckwin. Dude, I, every time I said his name, I'm like, was that German? Also, it's his last name. Yeah. And then, yeah, dude, change it. I hated it. I hated it. It was so annoying. Okay. Worst name ever. Oh, dude. And then I just have like a list of everything cheesy that happened in the movie that I hated. So not everything, but there was a couple of things. When they say, I'm sorry at the same time by the campfire. That annoyed me. Uh, too cheesy. When they say, oh, I have something to tell you. And he was like, he was studying biology. And she goes, and he goes like, She's, she's like, why would I laugh at that? And he goes, it's pathetic. And I'm like, oh, we're doing that thing where a guy tries to be vulnerable for the first time, talks about something that's not even all that vulnerable. And he opens up to a girl and she's like, oh, that's not that bad. And he goes, oh, it's so bad. And they bond over that. Hey, dumb. Bond over something else. He just jumped off a freaking train. Um, the wink in the water when she's getting drowned. I liked it. It added some humor and like personability to the fight scene. Um, oh, when the cop is trying to break, which we never, I guess we do meet later. The constable is trying to break into her, uh, rented room and she's got the dresser up and he goes, you need to run because if you stay, you'll die. And if I don't, I'll just go to a place I don't want to be. And he goes, I don't want to leave you Enola. And I'm like, you've been with this girl for two days. Yeah. I don't want to leave you Enola. I don't want to leave you. Next. Every single fight scene. What was wrong with them? First of all, jujitsu. It's Japanese. Also, Brazilian. No one in England knows jujitsu in the 1800s. Not a thing. Not a thing at all. This whole rolling around, the arm bars, the flips. First of all, a lot of those flips are not jujitsu. A lot of it's judo. Hey, just... If you're not going to be legit, just don't talk about it. Don't mention jujitsu. The only reason to have like, they needed to explain why she could fight and they spent way too much time on it. Like we get it. She can fight whatever, you know? So every fight sequence was super cringy for me because I'm like, oh, she's a teenager and she is beating up a grown man. I'm like, that's not a thing. And then how annoyed were you? with the uh you probably weren't because you love this movie uh (laughs) the ground move where she tries to bring somebody down and she does it twice in five minutes and then it was all foreshadowing for the very end oh like that corkscrew thing yeah it was weird because they brought it up by name when she met like that old instructor oh you could never do the corkscrew and then they shows a book demonstration of how it's supposed to work and I'm like, oh, this is important. And when she was fighting that guy in the last scene, I'm like, hey, Macy, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but they dropped four. It wasn't even foreshadowing. They just told you what was going to happen later. She's never been able to get it. Well, this is super important time for her to suddenly have an epiphany. I bet she's going to figure it out. Yeah, there was just a lot of convenience in this movie. And and I'm and yeah, that's why I don't love this movie, although some would disagree um what did you think about her knife haircut that turned out to be salon quality yeah 
salon quality. I'm like, this is a hack job. This guy better be bald or have a mohawk. <laughs> like, what? And he comes or out like, looking like... he's just going to have the worst split ends on the planet. Yeah. And it turns out he looks like a freaking Sprouse brother. Like, he should be on freaking Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Comes out with the exact same haircut that she just cut with a knife. She sharpened with a rock. I'm like, what? She's hashtag resourceful. Hashtag girl powers. Uh... The constant boy-girl costume disguise transformation. What did you think of that? Didn't bother me. It bothered me how much I it know came it did. up. It I came know up. It I'm did. like, are, are we trying to push an agenda? I'm not going to be the guy who goes, wow, there's a lot of girls on the screen. We're talking about independence. It sounds like this movie's trying to push an agenda. But I'm like, can you guys be a little more subtle about it? Like, I'm down for it. I know this movie's got like plenty of messages about what girls can do and all that stuff. But I'm like... This or hear me out, hear me out. Yes, yeah, send it. They were just convenient disguises. I cannot believe that. I can't believe. It. Also, she's like, there was there was a talk where like, don't worry, I can sneak you out of here. I'm dressed like a porter. I'm like, your porter and her gardener costume and the street costume she gets at the very end for ten pounds. I'm like, these are all the same costume. It's just a shirt <laughs> and a vest. Like, yeah. Oh, so you're dressed like a person. I'm like, you just are wearing pants. Like, uh, I don't, I don't get. Who are you trying to fool? What did you think? What did you think about the widow play? She looked way too young to be a widow. Like, listen, I know Millie Bobby Brown is 16, so like, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like she's a little young to even like look like she's gone through marriage and death. Because she gets asked directly by a Hogwarts professor. Um, how old are you? And she says 22. And I'm like, I guess that is vaguely believable. Um, and I want to imagine that they get married young in the 1800s. And I want to imagine that there was probably a war that her husband could have died in. So it kind of, it didn't take too much of an imagination, but I'm like, all right, I guess we'll just, we'll go with it. Dumb fight scene at the dojo. Freaking obviously. All right. And spiking the camera. Next the monologues in this movie i'll bring up a couple to jog your memory the one about saving the sheep um or the or the goat from the cliff and how she has to go back and save the boy because he's on a cliff that was a monologue that annoyed the crap out of me um the one with the dojo instructor um saying talking to sherlock with the teapot that monologue of you have no interest in changing a world that suits you so perfectly or whatever. I know. I kind of liked it. I thought the dojo instructor was a really cool character. I liked that character a lot. It just, she just wasn't important. Yeah. As my thing is like, I have a hard time liking unimportant characters. I love when we're like, this character is important. This like the top five playbill or on a playbill or whatever. Let's delve into those characters backstories everything um and let's really get to know them i want to fall in love or hate those characters but falling in love with a character that's never going to come back up again makes me feel weird you know i don't know why um and then the treehouse monologue if she goes oh you were just trying to send them in the wrong direction i know where you're actually going 
you're smarter than you look. All this, I'm like, what are we monologuing for? Too many monologues. Well, this involved the boy, and I disliked everything that was the boy. Um, <laughs> you just loved everything that involved the boy. So, the the my quitting point for this movie was when she goes to meet up with him in like the greenhouse coven plant where she found him when he was supposed to be blending in. Oh yeah. That when I reached that point, I'm like, I'm quitting. I, I really thought about it. I'm like, how much movie do we have left? Plot twist. A lot. Um, and I'm like, am I really on board to finish this movie? And then I have like two or three more things to talk about. I want to know what you think about the carriage scene with her and Mycroft when the cop catches her and she's talking to Mycroft. I didn't like everything that involved the school for finishing girls or whatever, the finishing school for girls. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like that whole part of the arc. Like I get it. It's to help create the rebellious teen that she is, but it was just like too traditional in a sense. Like I'm kind of over the, you're a young woman. You should learn how to act like a lady type story arc. Yeah. I went over. I'm like, Oh, this is, something we've seen a million times the i'm gonna teach you how to use utensils here's how you're supposed to eat soup you here's gotta act like a lady I, I totally get it totally so get it. again and it reinforces mycroft being a one-dimensional character he's the person that is oppressing enola so right. i'm like all right I, we get it we know you don't like each other you're trying to do what's best for her even though it's not what's best for her let's Let's just move this along, please. Thank you. Right. That carriage scene kind of bothered me because I felt like it was off. I feel like it was edited weird. Um, One thing I've noticed, and I don't know why I noticed this, but Millie Bobby Brown can't cry on scene. Like, she can't cry on command. So every time she cries in this movie, there's a cut right before. So she can start crying. Like, get in the zone, put whatever. A lot of times they'll put, like, an irritant under their eye to make them cry or maybe she can cry in command but it takes a long time so there's always a cut and then you'll see her crying either a lot or a little maybe a single tear maybe lots and i'm like you're telling me that in those 10 seconds she went from not a wet eye to bawling or she's shedding a single tear but it's always a cut so it just felt weird and then he mycroft yells at her in that carriage i'm like this just doesn't seem organic like it just it felt weird but yeah, the crying in this movie just bothered me. I'm like, because she cries a lot. And I'm like, the cuts are weird. But yeah, man. Do you have any final things before I go to my final note? That is probably uh, going to be the last thing. Sure. Final note. Millie Bobby Brown paid six and a half million dollars to be the producer in this movie. That's. She's a producer. That's She's one wild. Of the young, one of the youngest people to ever produce a movie. The, she paid six million dollars for a starring role. I don't know what that means, but it's in imdb trivia so look it up and then she paid an extra half a mil as a producer fee so i had to look up the roles of a producer and everything they do and a lot of times it's just financing and making production decisions like we can afford to do this can't afford to do this what about we shoot here what about we go longer and stuff like that so like the actual like logistics side um and at 17 she's calling these shots and she she paid to do it from like her godzilla money and from her stranger things money and it's, it's pretty cool. At the end of the day, I might not like the movie, but it's impressive that she is a producer on this. Yeah. So, yeah. so my final note for this movie mm-hmm. 
is what was the point of the mother character? I felt like the whole searching for her mom plotline got unraveled. It became super cool, super important, and then we stopped caring about it for the rest of the movie. She's like, she sees the fireworks and then she's like, oh my God, I think she's going to blow up the Capitol building or whatever. And then she like walks out the door and she's like, oh, I got to find the boy. And then we don't think of her mother ever again until the last seven minutes of the movie. Right. 100%. I agree with you. I think they only included it for like to get Sherlock involved. They're like, what we need to find a way to bring, you know, the moneymaker into this movie. So what could go on to get him involved? Um, and you just need a reason for her to like start the adventure. It was the catalyst. And I thought it was just a really dumb catalyst. Um, a thing that frustrated as much as I love her acting, Helena's, um, at the very end when she's like talking to the boy, she's like, he's like, will I ever see you again? She goes, yeah, of course you will. I'm like, oh, that's the end of the movie. And then I checked. I'm like, oh, we have 11 minutes left. And I'm like, oh, so we're going to wrap up this whole mother thing that hasn't been a thing for an hour now. Yeah. That and that's kind of like what I was saying when it came to her, me not liking her character the best, like early. Uh, she just wasn't in it enough for me to make like an opinion on her. Oh, you mean those 17 flashbacks didn't reveal much about her character to you? <laughs> Good grief. Nothing but flashbacks. And half of them I are just, just fighting. I just find it so frustrating that they're like, hey, Anola, your mom might be a domestic terrorist. Mm-hmm. And they never come back to it. There's a whole conspiracy meeting in her own house. And once she realizes her dojo teacher was in that meeting, that's the last we ever hear of it. Yeah, dude. She finds bombs. And then she talks to Sherlock about it. Be like, oh, you found the, the stuff too. And he goes, yeah. And that's it. So... I, that's why I say the boy was the worst part of this movie because the boy made what could have been a charming detective movie into a rom-com. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want him to say that again in a different way, he's just saying boys are a distraction. Boys are a distraction. I need my hardcore female detectives to rock the scene and save their moms from being domestic terrorists. Is that too much to ask for Miss Producer Bobby Brown? Yeah, that was frustrating. That was frustrating. And uh, Craig. Yeah, what's up? What would you give this movie out of 10? High six, 6.7. I gave it a flat five. Yeah. Higher than I thought you were going to give it. I thought you were going to give it a flat four. I was going to give it a flat four and then went and looked at the movies I gave a four and I'm like, okay, it it wasn't that bad. The plot was coherent. I understood it. And I I realized a lot of this was like, this movie isn't for me. Like this, this might just not be my thing. It's probably for younger crowd, probably for people who aren't, haven't watched a million movies and can see like foreshadowing a million miles away, you know? So, but yeah, five out of 10. So let's bring the non-movie watchers back in. But before we get to the improv section, how would you break down your rating scale? Okay. I think everything eight and above 
everyone agrees on what an eight is. Um, I think nine and tens are subjective. So what you might think is an eight, I could think is a 10. What I might think is a, uh, eight, you could think is a 10. Because eight, nines, and tens are, it's just a range. But everyone knows what's in that top tier. Everyone knows the Godfather's in that top tier. Everyone knows that uh, Django's and that Tarantino movies, a lot of them are in that top tier. Everyone knows The Departed is in the top tier. So everyone Studio Ghibli movies are up there more often than not. Right. Like everyone just gets what that is. So I think anything above eight is kind of semantics. Um, I think sevens are movies that you would be willing to see again. Um, that are just not 100% worth your money that you don't regret anything. Um, sixes is when you're like, that was a good movie, but I won't see it again. Um, like it wasn't waste, but I'm just like, I, I've seen it. Um, fours and fives are, was when you get into, I regret seeing that movie. Like it wasn't worth um, my money, but it might be for somebody else. Um, and I think three twos and ones are like kind of what the eight nines and tens are. It's the, I regret seeing it. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody else. I don't think anybody else would get anything out of this. And then once you get into like the ones, like the worst, it's like the lighting is bad. Like you get into technical problems. Like this movie doesn't work. Like I could have shot it better. I could have filmed it on my iPhone. It, I don't understand what's happening. That's like what my ones are. That for me is once I start getting below four. If I start getting below four, then there's like mechanical problems in the movie. Right. You're like the audios. It's cutting out the subtitles. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the same boat. Eights and above are high quality. I would say are close to my favorite movies. Sevens are good. Would watch again. Sixes is where you're like, okay. I'm starting to have like a lot of problems with this movie. Five and four is when I'm going to start dunking hardcore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then three and below are all technical problems. Gotcha. What are some four star movies? You said that you had a few. All right. Let me pull up my list of four stars. I'm going to tell you mine. So I found most of my four star movies while I was doing my Netflix case study that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And these are two Netflix original movies. One is called Dude. It has Lucy Hale and Aquafina in it. And it ruined every single high school comedy for me. <laughs> oh my god. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh, Maybe man, we'll have funny. to watch it for the podcast just so we can all like suffer through garbage together. And then another one. It was like one of the first Netflix original movies, I think. Or at least one of the first ones that gained traction. It was mm-hmm. called Take the Ten with Josh oh, Peck. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Josh Peck that. and the guy who plays Flash Thompson in the mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in that movie together. And it's one of the only movies where even I could tell, like, everybody is trying to make a different movie right now. There are three movies going on right now, and everyone thinks they're in a different movie. Right. Just, I think a lot of that you can just blame on the director. Ooh, absolute garbage. I think four is one of those like this movie makes sense. It's just bad. Like I get it. Like they're not like, oh, you don't understand. I'm like, no, 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 no. I get it. It's just bad. So 
three of my top fours are The Unicorn Store. I don't get it. That movie was fun. Black and Blue, which you might have saw in theaters in 2019. And Collateral Beauty with Will Smith. I Did you really not like it that much? I remember when you saw it. I remember when you talked about it to me when you saw it. And you expressed dissatisfaction. I didn't know it was that severe. No, what you interpreted as dissatisfaction, I had disdain. Oh, fun. Close, but not quite. Do you want to make comedy now? Yeah, let's make some comedy. All right. So we're going to do Sell Me This Pod again. We're going to try to do these comedy games in like two week cycles. So maybe you didn't pick up the first time. We're really bad at laying stuff for you down the first time around. But this is, you know, a play on the phrase Sell Me This Pen from The Wolf of Wall Street. But, you know, this is Sell Me This Pod. And we're going to do that again this time. So just a reminder as to how the rules work, we're going to be pitched a good idea and we have to sell it as a bad idea. Then we're going to do the opposite. We're going to be pitched a bad idea and we have to sell it as a good idea. And then we do a neutral round where we kind of take it wherever we want. Like wallets. Like wallets. All right. Uh, Craig, do you want to go first? Sure. So... Well, let's do good ideas first then. Um, your good idea is always knowing what you want to do. You wake up in the morning. You don't need to find yourself. You know from day one of elementary school, I don't need to know math because I know exactly what I'm going to do when you go up. You always know what's right for you and what's good for you. So the biggest problem with that is people aren't always going to want to do what you want to do. And this is a hard truth that I have had to face in life. So you meet up with your friends and you're like, guys, 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 today is mathematically, scientifically, the best day to go to Six Flags. And they're like, eh, I don't know. I'm kind of not feeling an amusement park. They're kind of expensive. And the group decides not to go. Guess what? You still know that you should be at Six Flags right now. And the fact that you're not is going to like eat away at your core. So what you have to do then is you have to find some way to compromise. Maybe like go to a kiddie pool or a public pool. Six Flags don't have pools. That's a water park. Ten seconds. But that's okay because... You will never be truly satisfied again, which means it's not okay, despite what I just said. So I think you should honestly never know what you should do. You had me there in the beginning. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. I'm like, life has a lot of compromise. Sometimes knowing what you're supposed to be doing would make life harder. I'm like, that. he is selling me a very, very good point. And then I'm like, you brought in pools. And I'm like, okay, you lose me. But overall, 10 out of 10, man. I think you sold me it. All right. Your good concept is aesthetically pleasing interior design. Okay. Aesthetically pleasing. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, you thought skin wallets was bad. All right. We're going to try this again. Okay. You got a free pass that time. Okay. We're going to try it one more time. Alex, can you please tell me why an aesthetically pleasing interior design 
is bad. Please be gentle. Um, thanks for the second chance. I appreciate it. This is reasonable, completely reasonable. I think aesthetically pleasing interior design like you'd see in catalogs, Queer Eye, anything like that. On paper, on television, it sounds like a good idea. But what you're doing is they're setting you up for failure. It costs money. It's expensive. A lot of furniture isn't comfortable. And then you have to think about, am I doing this for myself? Am I doing this for social media? Who am I trying to impress? Because if you look out and you see what truly makes people happy, you have people, you know, volunteering, donating their time, starting foundations. They're not spending time in a space that's aesthetically pleasing a lot of the times, but they're getting fulfillment out of life. So I think, yeah, it's nice. It might be nice that your living room looks good. And maybe when you're hosting a baby shower or you have some people coming over for cocktails or a dinner party. Yeah. Ten seconds. You might be doing it to impress them. And I think it just takes some reevaluation of your priorities and maybe some little imperfections. All right. That was so tame. I'm capable of being a human being is what I learned. Yeah, you should try it more often. Yeah. All right, Craig. I got a bad thing for you. Real bad thing. Your bad thing is DUIs or DWIs. Driving while intoxicated or driving under the influence. Horrible, horrible thing. So my bad topic that I'm going to try to sell to you as good is DUIs. And if you don't even like the concept of that being sold well, just skip 75 seconds tap that little 15 second skipper five times you'll be good all right here we go the thing about duis that we forget is it keeps people on their toes so sometimes you're just driving at night with the stereo turned up you know you're blasting lmfao it's 2012 you just got out of your first high school party and you are just cruising on i-94 and you can't see much but you still have to remember that even though you just had a really good time you have to stay alert because you know drunk drivers they don't care about duis because obviously they thought they wouldn't get one but now it's kind of looking like you know since they don't care they're gonna take that danger and they're gonna impose that risk onto you and so we it's important to keep them around so that way you stay on your toes and you don't take anything for granted because that's what's most important in life is you know staying engaged and remaining uh attached to life yeah that's legit Hold yeah up. all right craig you got a bad idea for me your bad idea is releasing an incomplete game at full price. Releasing an incomplete game at full price. Oh, okay. Imagine a world where you are anticipating a game. GTA 6, the next Skyrim, another Red Dead Redemption, another Mario Party. Now, you have a vision in your mind of what that video game is like, how it plays with a how the plot works, what the characters look like, the graphics. If they come out with that, there's still room for growth if it's not ready. I want to play GTA 6. Wow, this map is smaller. They're like, well, luckily, it's not even halfway done yet. Get ready for three years worth of patches, DLC, 
beta testing on a game that's already been released that you paid full price for. You need a game that evolves as you evolve, that meets your expectations where they're at and doesn't constantly let you down and then promise to do better when they come out with a new game five years later. Deal with the problems now knowing that that studio is going to bust their butt to fight the fans that want to burn down their studio and they're going to make it what you want it to be. Every game is dictated by its audience. That is your future. Huh. Okay. Not too shabby. I mean, you're going to be wasting a lot of your money, but that's beside the point. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully they don't got a business because you hate it so much, but yeah, that's beside the point. Do you want to do the third round? We're already running kind of long. Yeah, I think we spent a lot of time in Enola. So, um, hey guys, um, make sure to tag us, hashtag permanent good, or uh, look us up on Twitter and Instagram and let us know who has the better pitch. Who won? Sell me this pod. That means I have to make an Instagram. Haven't well, we're done gonna that yet. Cut that out. I'll make sure that it's up. And running before the podcast. All right. Overpromise, underdeliver. That's what I do. All right. So we're doing the middle segment now. And, you know, you might be asking, what's the difference between the middle segment and the one shot? They both just kind of seem like a hodgepodge of whatever you guys can think of. Well, we also didn't know the distinction until an hour ago. So we came up with the the definition that middle segments are things that require a little bit of research, a little bit of preparation, stuff that, you know, one of us has to put time into to bring to. The one shot is kind of more of that hodgepodge, whatever nonsense. It's the, oh, great, we have to record in seven minutes. I better come up with something. All right. So with that being said, here's the middle segment. Alex, I've been waiting for four months to do this segment are you ready for whose tagline is it anyway that is a sigh of excitement yeah size this is a a thing you just invent that's this is what whose tagline is anyway or size of excitement this is a game that i pitched to alex before we even had the idea of a podcast that we just kind of played with our friend group and alex was always the most enthusiastic to play it 100% of the time. So how this game works is I go onto IMDb and I look at movies and I go to the little section that says tagline and I do that for two movies and then I make up a third tagline and it is up to Alex and you, the audience, to decide what is the real tagline for a movie and which one have I made up. If you guys are wondering what a real tagline sounds like for the movie we just watched... Enola Holmes, it's mystery runs in the family. That's a real one. So let's do this. Okay. Hancock is the movie. All okay. right. Will Smith, Jason Bateman. Let's do it. There are heroes. There are superheroes. Then there's. That's okay. it. That's the end of the tagline. <laughs> sure. okay. I assume that it's supposed to lead to the poster that says Hancock, but it's not in the tagline. All right, interesting. Second uh, red is the movie The Day After Tomorrow. This year, a sweater won't do. A Day Uh, After Tomorrow being the Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt movie? 
Oh, the, the no. Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Jake Gyllenhaal. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. What were right. I thinking of? The day after tomorrow. Lived I repeat. Edge of tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. No. Okay. So this one this year is sweater. Oh. oh, oh. Then 2012. Calendars won't help anymore. What's well, definitely one of the dude? They're all so bad. They're That's the all thing is like very it's, bad. It's hard. It's easy to tell when they're good ones because I'm like, oh, that one just doesn't isn't as good. These are all garbage. Um. So we have superheroes, heroes, superheroes, and then there's blank, which is red herring probably. Yikes! Dude. You just think all of these are red herrings. Yeah, they're all so garbage, and you're so good at creating garbage. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, anytime. And what were the last two again? The day after tomorrow. This year, a sweater won't do. Okay. 2012. Calendars won't help anymore. I'm going the second one. I think it's going to be the sweater. I think the sweater's too garbage for it to be a movie. The fake one was 2012. Dude, whoever wrote this year a sweater won't do, you fired. Would you like to know the tagline for 2012 that's real? Yeah, send it. Find out the truth. Search 2012. Yours is better than that one. That's the crazy oh, thing. Oh, uh, so there are multiple taglines for some movies. I usually just go for the first one. I see the one that's displayed. I think when I first search it, when I first made this, the tagline that showed was, we were warned. That's a good one. That's a pretty good one. All right. Round two. Mm-hmm. Yep. 300. Feel the Wrath in IMAX. Bird Box. Uh Uh-huh. You Must Accept the Blind Truth. Okay. Unbreakable. Shattering Cinemas Soon. That one. That one's the fake one? That's the fake one. All right. Uh, The fake one was Bird Box. I knew the first one. I knew it was right. I just know that movie too well. You got me. Dude, I'm 0-2 right now. How many do you have? Um, Four rounds. Oh my gosh. Best case scenario, I break even. Yeah, so the real tagline for Bird Box was never lose sight of survival. That's a good one. That is a good one. All right. Um, The Equalizer. Equal time, equal chances. Ocean's 12. 12 is the new 11. The Accountant. Calculate your choices. I have no idea. I have no clue. Um, so this is going to be a random one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm, I'm confident it's, it's the last one. Is <laughs> I think the last one is going to be good. So I'm going to do a little hazard. I don't have a coin. Uh, the first one. You're saying the equalizer is fake? Mm, no, I'm saying the second one. The uh, Ocean's 12? 12. No, I'm going to the first one. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's the first one. It's the first one. 100%. The Equalizer. Equal equalizer. time, equal chances. Wait. Uh, sure. The Equalizer is fake. Nailed it, bro. Have you seen The Equalizer? Nope. That's the reason I got away with it. It's because I'm like, that has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> gonna oh, be honest i have not seen most of the movies that we talk about Ooh, okay so I'm, um, I'm one and two yeah the real tagline for the equalizer is what do you see when you look at me 
Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I lied. I have two more now. Okay, I could win. Win it all. Taken. They took his daughter. He'll take their lives. The A-Team. There is no plan B. That one's right. I I watched that movie religiously. It was the first movie I ever bought on iTunes. That one's right. And then The Expendables. These old dogs learn some new tricks. It's the first one. I know I know the last two. All right. Well, The Expendables one is fake. <sighs> so here's my thing. There is no plan B. I knew that one. I knew it. But Old Dogs, New Tricks, that's a tagline for a different movie. I guarantee it because I've heard it before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, This movie is every movie has a hero. This one has them all. Okay, that one sounds even more fake than what you said. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you would have gone with the original one, I'm like, oh, that's it for sure. For sure. All right. So this one, this final round is a special uh, challenge round. I'm one and three. And you'll understand why. Okay. The first one is for Django Unchained. The D is silent. Payback won't be. Then there's Devil All the Time. Something Wicked This Way Comes. And then there's the Lorax. Meet the original Force of Nature. Meet the original Force of Nature? What was the second one? Devil All the Time. Something wicked this way comes. I think it's the last one. I think it's, think it's. I think it's. I think it's Lorax. Meet the original force of nature. <laughs> okay, I gotta say. It. I'm gonna say. It. I know you just said it, but I'm gonna say it in your voice. Meet the original force of nature. That's not. And what was it? Like. Something wicked this way comes. Yeah, I think it's the second one. The second one sounds like something you would say. You think the devil all the time is fake? Yeah, I think you made that up. I did make that up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a Craigism right there. Um, I originally had it to where we were gonna do the Lorax Devil All the Time and Enola Holmes, but then you read the Enola Holmes tagline out. Beautiful. Um, but the one I had written down, you know how I mentioned there were multiple taglines? I wrote down the other tagline. So while oh. so while I was reading the other ones, I'm like, do I still do it? Do I still do it? Yeah, the other one I had written down for Enola Holmes was Youngster, Rebel, Sleuth. Which was real. Which was which was a real one. So bad. Yeah, very bad. Youngster? So, Don't say that. What are you? Yeah. World um, War Two. I love this game so very, very much. So we will definitely be returning to this at some point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us know if you like it. Because if you hate it, we'll stop. I promise. We'll stop. Just, let us know your stop. score. Let Tweet know at us. Uh, hashtag permanent good. Or just directly at us at permanent good. So I finished two and three. That's not bad. I mean, it's not good. By definition, it's not good, but it's not bad. You got two right or two wrong? I got two right. <laughs> I got two right. All right, guys, your one hit wonder. And as a review of our segment, it's a segment that I came up with five minutes before a show, seven minutes before a show. I have no idea whether or not it's going to work, regardless of if it's a good segment or a bad segment. We're pulling it after this. It's never going to get any more airtime. And we won't even talk about previous segments. I'll apologize if it goes south, but we'll never talk about it again. So this week's One Hit Wonder is called Podcast Breaker. 
and it's it works like this. I'll give a scenario, or Craig will, and a disability or a distraction. So, for instance, the scenario is your girlfriend is cheating on you, and you need to break the news, right? But the distraction is you're watching the season finale of something, or you only have a, or, or your disability is like you only have a first grade speaking level, or it could be like your foot just got ran over, right? And then the other person, so the scenario just gives you, you have to break the bad news to me. So, um, yeah, it's so like any of those scenarios. So like, I'm telling you, your scenario is Macy's cheating on me and you have to tell me and your foot just got ran over. And then you need to break bad news to me. You need to be sensitive to my heart. And then it'll be your turn and we'll go back and forth. We'll do best of three. Okay. Is this a back and forth or is this a monologue? Um, we can do a, oh, let's do a back and forth. Let's do a yeah. back and forth. Uh, let's do like only two minutes. Spoiler, they go way over two minutes every single time. We'll do, let's do four. Okay. So two you'll each? do two, I'll do two. And yeah, and we'll just see who's the best at breaking bad news in a bad situation. Sounds good. I want to give something to you first. Oh, great. Okay. All right. Your bad news that you have to tell me is you have to tell me that I'm going to make it bad news on your end. You have to tell me your bad news. Oh, great. So something happened to me and I'm just telling you. Yeah. As a friend. Okay. Yeah. So your house just burned down. Your house just burned down and you're trying to like, let me know. But the problem is the problem is, you know, I have a fear of fires. Oh, jeez. I have a fear of house fires. Okay. And you need to tell me that your house just burned down. Just burned down. You have a fear of house fires. And I have to tell you that my house burned down. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I'm calling you. Um, ring, 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 ring. Wow. You're going to wait. Ring, ring. ring oh, ring. oh, hey, Alex, what's up? Um, Hey, Greg, uh, is, is, uh, is, uh, now, is now a good time right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, what's up? Just got home from work. Um, I, um, is it possible, do you have a, I don't mean to put you guys, uh, put you on the spot or anything, but, um, Macy and I just had something happen, uh, at the house and, uh, we won't be able to live here anymore. Uh, and we don't have anything. And I was wondering if we would be able to stay at your place for a little while. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Like, doors always open. But, like, is everything okay? Did did something happen? What happened? Um, so, there was a, there was a tragedy at our house. And everything was destroyed. And we'll never be able to get it back. Um. And I'm not even sure if this is something our insurance will cover. What was there like a flood or something? Um, I think it's important for you to know. Um, and if you're able to deal with this, I don't want to trigger you or anything. Was it a tornado? Um, no. It was, was there a, a burglar? A small electrical misfire. Did and... all your things get zapped? 
and the house got very hot. And because of the heat, uh, we won't be able to recover anything. Oh, well, yeah, if it's just too hot there, I'm sure somebody will be able to fix it. Craig, everything's burnt. What do you mean? We had a house fire. Oh my God! Craig, I need you to I need Alex! You to listen. <laughs> Alex, what the heck? Craig, it is very important. Alex! <laughs> Can you imagine if someone got triggered that bad? <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta let you go. I can't talk right now. I need to deal with this. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Was that two minutes? Uh, yeah, I don't know if... Yeah, I don't think I broke the news. I was breaking news to you at that point. I was like emotionally trying to deal. And I'm like, I cannot break the news to him. That's like, yeah, dude, your girlfriend's been running around on you. But the whole time you're just like, I think she found a friend. And (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a train wreck. All right. What am I trying to break to you? You need a break to me. I've been scammed. And that I've lost... All my finances, and I need to file for bankruptcy. Okay. Um. So you are the you co-signed on my house, my car, and everything. Um. But I was a, I got scammed, um, financially through the stock market or what have you. Um. And I'm just not gonna be able to ever financially recover, and I need to. I'm bankrupt. However, you are a new father, and you have a kid crying in the background, and you're trying to. Put them back to sleep. Okay. Give me a sec. I know you said um, that I co-signed on it, but I think it would be easier if. um, Like you weren't financially attached to it as well. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do something else. I'm just, yeah, just, yeah. There's in this scenario, you knew about it before I did. So somehow your emergency contact or something like they couldn't get a hold of me. So they called you ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. Hey, uh, what's up, man? Hey, Alex. Uh, this is Craig, your financial consultant over at State Farm. We have a new financial department, and I just wanted to thank you for participating in this new branch while it's still kind of in our beta. Um, yeah, sure. What's yeah, up? Yeah, there's. Hey, hey, hey! No, 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 no! Shh, 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 shh. Shush, 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 shush. Hey, hey, what it's a, all going to be okay. You, it's what? all going to be okay. Hey. Who are you? Is something wrong? No. I just I mean, wanted to make sure that you knew everything's going to be okay. Well, um, I mean, yeah. What's wrong then? Uh, No, 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 no. Don't. No. No. Hey, is now a good time? Do we need to? Yeah, yeah. No, this is sorry, sorry. This is really important information, actually. Um, I know that you were saving up for uh that you know that Hellcat that you really wanted. Yeah. Um, in and you were like really, really close to, to to getting it. Why but... do you say why do you, why are you using past tense? I don't understand. What's going on? Um, you know that money you had. Well, have you in don't... my bank account anymore um, um did my wife spend it on something what what happened i don't so I don't get it. um there's been a did you did you receive any hey stop stop it be quiet hey dude be quiet, can you just tell please. me what's going on like what, uh, yes, what's going on sorry I don't, I don't um get it. do you remember that email you got from 
Dak Shepard that invited you to be on his podcast. And, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. he, I have a meeting with just, him like next week, I think. Yeah. So he said that you he needed you to buy better microphone so you could do it remotely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Well, that link you clicked to buy the microphone, you uh-huh. bought those microphones from that link. Yeah. And it saved all your debt, your credit card information, and then spent all of it. Yeah, dude, that doesn't make sense. I just got gas like maybe an hour ago, um, and none of my cards declined. So maybe yeah. you're the wrong person. It sounds like it sounds like me, but me, you probably just got it confused. Um, no, no, it was your. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Are you talking to me now, or do you have something going on in the background? I have never. Your privacy has our utmost. Stop it! What, dude? What is going on? Just tell me. Am I? Did I lose everything or not? Do I yes. stop it or do I go? Yes. Oh, is this real? Are you scamming me? What's no. happening here? I'm desperate. Just be straight with me. Tell it like it is. What happened? You don't have any money. Yeah, right. Buy let, something let me check, right let now. Let me check my app. Let me. Hey, I'll Venmo you five dollars. Okay. Hey, my Wi-Fi must be down for some reason. The money's not going through. Here, let me. PayPal. Yeah, pay. That's not working. Hey, Cash App. No. Mm. Are you serious right now? We'll give you Dude, the number to a good lawyer. That was everything I ever had. And scene. That was pretty good, man. Yeah. Um. I was I was looking forward to hear some baby cries, some wahs, but you really didn't deliver. I was really I'm like, please cry. Please Am cry. I? Really, the sound effect guy. You do one the scat, scat man, man episode. The scat you do man. one scat man, and all of a sudden, people expect you to be the sound effect guy all the time. Wah, wah, uh, wah. Oh my gosh. Not only is this going to be a long episode, but we're not going to get a scat man reboot. That's a tragedy. Nope. All right. Give me something to break to you. Hey. I'm really going to break it to you. Alex Alexander. Yep. Hey, you have to tell me that one of my ex-girlfriends died. Sure. Um, your ex-girlfriend's name is going to be Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. So you have to tell me my ex-girlfriend just died. All right. Sure. But... Ring, ring, ring. Yep. Oh, I forgot there was a downside. I'm like, well, this thing's pretty easy. <laughs> Seems pretty straightforward. But you don't know... We've broken up. Oh, so I think this is your current girlfriend. Yeah. All right. Uh, that makes it a little more tricky. But I think <laughs> I can do that. Ring, 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 ring. Yeah, what's up? Uh, hey, what's up, man? Um, uh, is now a good time? Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me let me pause Smallville real quick. Uh, dude, dude, Lex and Clark have been going hey, at it this week. I, like, I, I bet, dude. Um, so you're, you're sitting down, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't know if you heard, um, or when the last time you talked to Brooklyn is, and I don't know what she's doing, but I think you need to know as soon as possible. Um, but Brooke was in a car accident and are you you serious? I'm, I am very sorry. And it does not look like. She's going to pull through. She's in the ICU right now. 
Um, I know she meant a lot to I means a lot to you. Um, and that you guys are close. Um, so if you wanted to go over there, she's at Bronson right now. Um, and you might be able to meet her family there and say goodbye if you'd like. Dude, dude, no, 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 no. No, no, um, no, I th- I think her family would really like for you to be there. Um, I, you guys were together for I don't know I think, two years. What like this month, right? You two I, two years this month. I don't um, think her family's gonna love gonna love me being there. I think they actually need you to be there, dude. Um, I think she. Alex, I think you guys had a future together. I last time I talked to you guys, you guys were like planning kids. Alex, we broke think, up three days ago. Did you put her in the hospital? <laughs> How bad was the breakup? I don't know. I thought it was on mutual terms. Like Did obviously you, there was a little crying on dude, both she, ends. Dude, she had she had brake failure. Did you cut her brake lines? No, no, no. Dude, what? Craig, I need to be real with me right now. What did you do to her? I did. How, was absolutely it bad? Nothing. Craig, do I need to call the police? Are you? Where are you right now? I'm. I'm just. Are you home. in the state still? Yeah, Did you yeah. leave, Alex? I don't know what. I gotta go. I, what do you think um, happened? Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. I'm gonna. I gotta make a call. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Listen, I had a friend who just went through a super traumatic breakup. His girlfriend Brooklyn is in the hospital. From what I heard, was a horrible traffic accident. Now I know Craig really well, but he seems to fly off the handle and say a bunch of crazy things every once in a while. More often than not, he doubles down on horrible things. He had this horrible invention called skin wallets. And I know Brooklyn was super upset about it. Mm-hmm. And they and they, and they they broke up. That sounds, that, mm-hmm. And I need to tell you that anyone who's willing to make skin wallets is willing to go after his girlfriend. And right now, I know he's at his house. He just got done watching an episode of Smallville. So I can't imagine he's going to be doing anything recently. You need to get to his house right now i don't know where he's going he could be leaving right now why have you dispatched anybody what are uh, you doing sir we How have not well past the two minute mark sounds good to me <laughs> sounds good to me oh boy shouldn't have brought back skin wallets <laughs> no brought it back shouldn't no you, it in back. fact right you probably now. shouldn't have gone to the second part of the scene hey Let's have a little tip for, you know, our future improv scenes. They typically don't need a second part. We always have to transition <laughs> to another part of the story. That hey, usually let's leave the restaurant happen, and go actually. somewhere else. Hey, let's, let's let's introduce a second character for the last 15 seconds of this improv. <laughs> All right, Craig. All right, final scene, final bit. Let's wrap this up, baby. Um... You need to tell me that you want to date my daughter. You got to break that news to me that you guys have had a a relationship and you want to make it official and you want to come to me and tell me. Now, besides the obvious bad thing I could give you, I won't. Thanks. Um, I got you. The actual problem is is I put her last boyfriend in the hospital when I found out that he didn't open the door for her. So I fly off the handle when it comes to my little girl. 
Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Hey, Craig. What's up, dude? Hey. So it was super great seeing you at mm-hmm. Renesmee's college graduation last week. Um, it, it's always nice to see the fam. Like, I, I really thank you for inviting me. It meant a lot. Sure, dude. Yeah, you can always come over, man. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, so uh, at that college graduation, man, I don't know why I feel like I have to keep saying college graduation, but like it just well, feels so crazy. big. She's a senior now, dude. Like yeah. I think this might be your second year. She's going to go to graduate school. Very smart girl. Definitely yeah. of age. 23 minimum. Yeah, so I just, her and I were talking while you guys were getting pictures with some of her friends. Yeah, sure. Um, and we came to a very important decision and uh, is she transferring somewhere else? Dude, college is so expensive. I can't pay for more expensive graduate school. I'm already yeah. in the hole like 80 grand. Hey, what if I told you I would be willing to help pay for it? Dude, that's really thoughtful. I mean, she is your goddaughter. So it's really important that you're involved in her life. <laughs> I'm glad you're you're involved in her life. She really cares for you. She talks about you all the time when you're not there. Alex. <laughs> Renesmee is more than my goddaughter. Okay. I don't know if you have any other goddaughters, but I get it. She's special. You've, you've known her since she was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well alex i don't know how to break it to you but i've kind of been hitting it on the dl you know what dude up top i'm glad she's gonna be with a guy who cares about her (laughs) i know you respect her okay yeah, so so we're going to have Z's on that graduate school then. Sure, dude. <laughs> oh, just flip me the bill. Okay, I'll put, I'll put it in your wedding gift. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes forever podcast breaker. Hey guys, make sure to tell us who uh, broke the news the best, or in general, which story was your favorite. Let us know. Yeah, the the action on the zebra front has been very quiet this week, um, which can only mean they're planning something big for next week. Uh, we'll make sure to keep an eye on it and keep you guys informed. Uh, remember, keep the zebras in your thoughts. Uh, they need it more than anyone right now. Yeah, don't let any other movement or, I don't know, election get in the way of what truly matters. Um, it's all a distraction except for the zebras. They've been, yeah. it's been an ongoing issue. Just Remember, vote Marty 2020. Yeah. Um, and his best friend, uh, Chris Rock, of course, supports Marty 100%. Um, so make sure to think about them. Remember them. Uh, buy merch, fundraise, do whatever you can to support that cause. All right. Oh, so, hey, is this the second week in a row we almost didn't announce what movie we're watching? I was going to, so that's a failure okay. on your part. Um, ladies and gentlemen, next week's movie, like it or not, listen to the podcast or not, is Drain to Busan.
All right. So we'll be watching that next week for next week. Yes, we will. Um, it is on Amazon Prime. For all you guys, don't go out and buy it. Also, these podcasts are uploaded on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our hosting site, Podbean. Um, I'm sure you're listening to it on one of those, but share with your friends, um, comment, and tag us or message us, advice, favorite segments, anything you want to talk about on the previous episode, and we'll be sure to acknowledge you, shoot a like, or maybe even talk. Yeah, maybe I was thinking if we get enough user interaction online, you know, maybe we could start doing segments involving the audience. Yeah, I have one in mind, so definitely interact with us and we'll include you in our show. All right. Uh, I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. See you next week. See ya.